Leave her if I tried. One of my first albums, probably my like third album. So you know, you know when you're okay. So you know, I was born in '76. I probably got my first records when I was. I don't know, seven, eight, nine, something like that. You're talking to somebody who never really got into music yeah, until much later. Yeah. But, you know, so Still like, it's most game. basically what your parents buy you, right? So it was the California Raisins, uh-huh. the Monkees, and Starship. <laughs> like my first first three records. There you go. Let's see what you want to listen to. More Monkees, man. I don't listen to more Monkees. <sighs> okay, um... How about some Beach Boys then? Okay. I'm in the Beach Boys. Here, let me I got something here. Alright. So I was listening to this nineteen seven I think here, let me log in. I don't know my password. <laughs> That's always the problem with passwords. I don't know them. My fingers do. My spinal column does. But my brain doesn't. Alright, so where is this album I was listening to? I thought I queued up a song that I thought was going to be a great pre-show song. So they just did 1967... There it is. I was looking for this. Okay. Um, My friend... Here's here's this this story. I think I showed this to you before, but just in case. For all you listening. uh, My friend told me that I needed to stop singing I'm a Believer... Because it was getting annoying, and I laughed because I thought she was kidding. But then I saw her face. <laughs> okay, why is there no sound coming out? Because you're not connected to the sound. <laughs> I should be. I plug it in. Plug it in, plug it in. What's the song? Ah, oh my god! Ah! Ah, that's not even the Beast Boys. What did you do? My, com- I don't know how to computer. I'm you're, sorry. You're gonna have to go back and edit that file. <laughs> you're gonna have to remember that because that's not cool. <laughs> okay. Unless, I, unless you normalize the audio. Well, I do. I run through compressor, so it'll so be. it should. So okay. I don't know how to computer. <laughs> So we just let this roll, but this is like some B-sides and rehearsals and stuff from the Beach Boys, and some of it's pretty good. It's a really good song. I like heroes and villains. That's what this is going to be, yeah. But it's, you know, it's a rehearsal of... But, you know, they're kind of just, you know, just grooving and you know this is what I liked about this release this album here is it's a bunch of rehearsal stuff for Live in Hawaii in 67 and uh yeah it's not all you know uh surfer girl in California you know that kind of stuff it's yeah well, they, they're pretty musical if you listen to like some of the B-sides well, Brian Wilson and, he has yeah. a really musical mind I mean, the, the stuff yeah. that got famous was the the you know the the shitty stuff, or not, not the shitty stuff, but the the popular stuff. Right, yeah. right. And if you listen to some of the unpopular Beach Boys, it's 
there's a lot of dynamics to it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of good stuff to listen to. Yeah, they just, they just have a particular sound, but they they can mm-hmm. still play other types of music than simply the. You know, their sound comes through, mm-hmm. but they're not playing just the like I don't know beach ballads. Yeah. There's a little bit of the White Russian left if you... No, I'm good. ...are so inclined. There's a whole bunch of Borderlands left if you're... I have to drive and it's raining. I'm not... Yeah. Oh, this is Heroes and Villains, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, I put a couple things in Slack, didn't I? In my, in like, sparse breaks between my madness? No, you didn't put anything in Slack. I thought I posted a... Oh, so you, put a, you posted a shelf turn. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, okay. I thought I did something a little more worthwhile. There was some stuff you did in the last channel that we didn't cover. In 451. See. So what is up with these Tide Pods? Is it just like kids are actually eating soap? There apparently there are videos on YouTube where teens, you know, it's te- it's not kids, oh, sure. it's teens doing the Tide Pod challenge where they're biting into them, but it's concentrated detergent. So that's. I mean, they're surfacants. They're designed to pull water out of your system. It's not a good idea. Um, uh, I mean, the, the, the funniest thing to me was that onion uh, image mm-hmm. where the onion were tied to Butte's new sour apple pods. But even funnier to me was just looking up that I was looking for that image and the onion had an article from 2015 where it's some kid saying so help me I'm going to eat one of those pods. <laughs> <laughs> but no I do have an idea about this because okay if you look at those things they're they have like swirly designs and mm-hmm. colors and stuff and they're kind of bite sized looking and I can see how if you're primed to think that that things like that look, things like that are tasty, then you'll look at these and say, I wonder what they're tasting. Now, interesting enough, I haven't found things of, like, little kids eating them. It's been teens. So it's like, it's not as if there's an epidemic of six-year-olds right. or lower biting into these and saying, I found them. Right. Uh, it, it, it's the it's the teenager invincible thing, right. right? Like you know, they just don't appreciate their own mortality. It, it, it's and not just that. I was watching something on this, but I mean, talking of, about psychology, the psychology, and it's easy to call it the invincibility thing. But but this this thing, which was still like pop size, so I don't know how much it take, but it was saying that. Your your prefrontal cortex is still under a lot of development, and this is what contains your your impulse control. So, and at the same time, 
the brain is much more receptive to reward molecules. So people in their teenage years are much more likely to go for a reward over a potential like if they had a choice mm -hmm. they're they're more likely to think about the possible reward and not the possible penalty so youtubing yourself doing the cinnamon challenge or the tide pod challenge the reward, reward you get is not necessarily is more immediate it's, mm -hmm. it's your friend saying ha ha that was great and that's the reward you're after the the consequences aren't that aren't in your mind. You're not thinking about whether this can harm you, and it's easy to call that. Oh, you're just you're thinking you're immortal, but really, it's just that that's further back in your mind mm -hmm. than the immediate reward is cool. And and you know, and this is why I still wish you'd watch American Vandal because damn, it captures high school so well. And that this this kind of thing comes up this. This this sense of this is the most important time of your life, and you have to do things, and and this is the time when you have to make yourself, and these are your true friends for life, and there's all this swirling shit going on in that high school era where you're so confused. Mm -hmm about who you are and what you're doing and the only thing that your brain crave your brain is craving rewards like crazy the other parts of the brain aren't are, are not nearly as inviting as the reward center and what you and, and the way you're getting rewards is mostly through social interaction so mm -hmm. right you're just right so it's yeah the logic of safety is so far behind so it might not yeah i guess i guess you know assuming that people think they're invincible it, you could argue it either way right it's it's because it's so far down the list of priorities mm -hmm. that but, but I, it's I, it's well it's the effect of thinking you're invincible even if you don't necessarily I, logically think yes i i think the effect comes through but i think that it's more complicated than that and it kind of by turning it into just people think they're invincible it's easier to dismiss Mm. the the complicated nature of of the situation mm -hmm. yeah good point and so that that's that's the only reason why i call it out because it, it's understandable when you're under the influence of some pretty potent drugs that you're going to be in some different yeah. kind of state so i forgot about american vandal the, you know, but the, the whole conversation we had last week. Mm -hmm. So I will re remember that because I'm not as wasted right now. Uh, I did watch some TV this week, you know, just completely unwind. Um, Can I have a little bit of water, please? Yeah, absolutely. Watching a bunch of stand up specials on Netflix. Seems like those guys are kind of like setting the, the tone, the. That's where, like, stand-up's happening now, it seems like, is on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. But then I also watched uh, several episodes of Bill Nye Saves the World. Oh, I only watched, the, like, a, one or two episodes of the first season. It was it was the most, like, it was annoying. It felt like it was, it, it was so, it was a scripted, like, terror, like, show and with a guy with no showmanship. I don't know, it, it I was really not impressed. No, it. I, I agree. It's. I'm trying to figure out who this show is for. It is for people who don't know science, who think they like science. Yeah. It's. 
it, it reminds me of, of one of your problems that you had with Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm-hmm. but like amplified yes. times ten. Yes. I've I've probably watched like I've been doing other things. Like I'm doing the work and it's on the TV behind my computer. So I've probably seen six or seven episodes. And and like I'm waiting for like I'm waiting for the episode where Bill and I does like ultimate science communicator. I'm like, yes, this is the episode. It a couple have come close, but yeah, then there's like especially when they do like these poorly scripted, poorly written musical routines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you're, one of your, I'm trying to remember your, your original complaint about Neil deGrasse Tyson or what it was around, but it was, it was that he was dumbing down things, I think, it was the way you put... Probably, yeah. And, and I was like, well, I understand that he's doing it for a pop sci audience, but I've seen him in other stuff where he doesn't dumb mm-hmm. stuff down, so that's not his shtick. It's just the shtick he brings to the situation is relevant to the situation. But he always at least sounded and seemed authoritative even when he was doing the dumbed-down explanation, right? There was there was a bit of of both a confidence and a um and I would say something of an improvisational tone to it that felt more natural. When mm-hmm. I'm watching Bill Nye, it does not feel natural. Nothing about that performance feels natural. I, I want to go back and watch some of the old Bill Nye science guys and see how well he does or does do those. I bet they're better probably because they're... First of all, they're for kids, but they're also... There's probably better directors and editors in charge that mm-hmm. are, are, are more, you know, that are not not saying that the people who edited shows are, are, are bad now, but I think that he has more power now to dictate what he thinks is the best way. I don't think his opinion is as good as the people who probably right. were dealing with him before. And were well, I was, also, I was thinking that. I want to see what old Bill Nye looks like, but then I also want to compare him to Mr. Wizard. Yeah, because uh, I haven't seen Mr. Wizard in forever, but I used Beekman's to love World, that show. Another one is the same concept, mm-hmm. basically. Somebody teaches you about little science, science concepts. Um, I mean, right now the 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 prime communicators that I think are, are around are the ones on YouTube, guys like Veritasium and Vsauce. well, I mean, so um, Derek, he's on Build and I Saves the World, you know. And, and he's kind of like a correspondent. He'll go out in the field and do stuff. And those those segments are really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has the he has communication down. He, he's a good communicator. He is. It, it, we talked about this, but you know the one thing that stands out is you know he's such a professional communicator in all these shows. And then when he saw the eclipse, he was speechless. Uh-huh. He he just started mumbling and blub- blubbering. You know, it's so impactful that he couldn't maintain his composure for yeah. the eclipse. Which is, I mean, I haven't seen the eclipse like it been in totality, so I don't know if I would. But that, I mean, you that, saw my reaction, right? I yeah, was, but, I was kind of like, oh, oh, hand over mouth. Oh my god, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you know. So yeah, no, it's it's a it's a. I wouldn't say it's a unique celestial event, but it's a pretty damn significant. It, it's affecting, and yeah, yeah it's it's just. I'm not saying Derek is less professional for doing what he did. I'm surprised he lost his composure, right? Because he is so professional, you know. And then, like, well, no, I, 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 when, think, I think it's when, cool because it shows it's human. Right. I, I, and then I, when I did mine, my reaction video, 
I, I like I, I wonder like was I playing to the camera at all? I mean, I think I was less gobsmacked than Derek was. Yeah, that's my point. Is I I think I would be less gobsmacked too, but I think like if you but I would be gobsmacked at like if if you got me a trip to go to CERN and I got to you know get in front of a a five-story tall detector like CMS, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'd be gobsmacked too. It's just you know what is your what is your thing? Yeah, and that would that would gobsmack me. So he may be he, the celestial thing just hit all those right. Yeah, buttons. but it's like you know he made one statement like I don't even know what's happening. You know, like that that just it's like pulls me out of a ba- of a movie. You know, it's well, like no, well he know. See, I I, I interpreted I, that as he didn't. He well, didn't know because, what words to put in front of right, the other one. Right. I so, use so I use I use the term "Oh my God." Maybe he didn't want to go to a divine being or something. No, but. I think it was more like the experience you get when you're on like a psychedelic or something, yeah. where you're flooded with so much information that you're just right. kind of like you don't know how to put one thing in front of the other, and you know you're almost like God. What what am I supposed to think? And it's easier to do that when you're outside of a situation mm-hmm. than when you're in a situation yeah. and a bunch of amazing stuff is happening, and also, it's 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 also possible that that may happen to him more often, but we just don't see it because it's edited out of his videos. Yeah. Uh, so, but he wanted to get across how amazing this was to him. So yeah. Could be. I mean, there, there are times it happens to me. I wouldn't say daily, but there are definitely times where where I get in situations like I have to back out. <laughs> think about it even good situations Mm -hmm. i have to just you know compose myself before coming back in and if you were to capture that on a video it might look something very much like that so the question is not necessarily oh does he do this you know oh oh this guy does but why did he decide to do that in this video and i Mm -hmm. i I think it was a communication thing again yeah sure i mean he had footage and maybe yeah well i mean i was gobsmacked he was gobsmacked you know, and like, so I'm wondering, like, wonder while I go to pee. Right. I, so I will, but the before you don't hear me anymore. My video, I was cognizant that I was on tape that I was going to put on YouTube. So like, I'm trying to figure out, like how much of my behavior was dictated by me being on camera Think versus this. me. We've been doing this show for 16 years. Sixteen years. What? However long we've been doing. Twelve, 12 years. Um, there are things we've said on the show that we no, wouldn't have said in year five. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, you stop, you forget. Paying attention to the camera. Yeah, you yeah. forget that it's there. Yeah, so, and now I'm just talking to the listeners. Greg's running to the restroom. I hopefully didn't. Oh, this is cool. <laughs> I don't remember this one listening to the CD. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, about the Eclipse video, if you just go to Jeff Bear's YouTube channel, I'm not sure if there's a URL for it or not. There's not very much stuff up there. But uh, there's the reaction video of my family and I watching the Eclipse. And um, Greg had the idea. You know, I, I still feel this way, that the Eclipse 
is probably one of the most photographed and videoed thing on Twitter, on social media and YouTube, you know, in the last recent history. You can get more angles of the eclipse, which are all basically the same angle of the eclipse uh, than anything else. So if I tried to shoot through a telescope or through a phone, what I was seeing up in the sky, it would look just like everyone else's and be much worse than the best. But Greg had the idea, you know, shoot a reaction shot. So I put my phone on, you know, a tripod and pointed it at my family watching the eclipse. And yeah, it, it's 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 a once in a lifetime, maybe twice in a lifetime keepsake. Uh, you know, just watching how like, the best part was, you know, Max, we're we're getting into the eclipse, and Max asks a question ineloquently. He's like, "Is this it?" And it sounded on the surface like, "Oh, big deal! It's just an eclipse." I think he was asking, "Is there something new I should be looking for?" But he's like, is this it? Yeah. <laughs> just well, hilarious. He's, you know, he's a, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. He was like, is this is this what's supposed to happen? Like, is is this what I should be looking at? Or is there something new? Is there going to be like a red laser across the sky, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I was explaining the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you gave me the idea of doing the reaction shot because that's unique. Mm-hmm. And that's personal. Compared to a shitty video of an eclipse that anyone can, do. where there's going to be thousands of better shots mm-hmm. of the same eclipse online. Yeah, um, yeah, and, that, and that was like, I know you wanted to do that, but I, but I said that the the other one that that's the one that I wanted to see was the, yeah. the reaction. Well, yeah, as soon as you came up with the idea, I'm like, that's the primary, that's goal one. Yeah, and goal two was doing a time lapse through a telescope, and that one didn't work because my camera mount broke it melted i 3d printed a camera mount and in the hot car on the vacation prior to the eclipse the camera mount mounted so uh so uh, i i want to explain how bullish i am on american vandal uh it's not just you Mm -hmm. i'm fucking telling everybody okay because i think it's that good and like i told my sister about it i told my parents about it i told uh, Nick about it. Nick already watched it. He thought it was great. I told uh, to Damien about it. I mean, I've been telling everyone about this because I think it's that good. So I definitely want you to watch it. And if it's not as good as I think it is, then we can talk about that because that's interesting too. Yeah. But like, I legit think this is one. Of, this is one of the best things that was done last year. It was. It's so good. That I mean, I, I was I, I was blown away by it, and so I really I'm, I'm really curious to see how it gets back because I mean, it was I was I was entertained, and then it just it. Well, you clearly didn't watch a lot of yeah. it because you said I watched you know halfway through it, and you were not nearly halfway through from where you where you told me you were. I felt like halfway. so. <laughs> And and that would it will be interesting for me to, to to hear from you if you dislike it, but I really doubt you will just because it kept coming up with new ways to keep things fresh. Yeah, and then I wonder how much of it was you thought it was real at first, right? Well, 
I mean, I didn't know what I was getting into. I watched it. I'm like, oh, okay, this this kid, this high school filmmaker, lucked into a thing, and then it just got absurd, right? Yeah, like, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking stage. So it's like Repo Man on Spike TV. Fuck this shit, you know? And, yeah. I, so I think that colored your original opinion because it, if you go into it knowing that it's satire, uh, then maybe that helps you. Yeah appreciate more what's happening but the fact that you were tricked for so long well, says mean, something to the verisimilitude of the performances that they felt real enough I mean, it, it, it wasn't like something out of yeah, Baywatch felt, right it yeah. wasn't like it felt real enough but like when the teacher started talking about how hot the student was I'm like wait a second here <laughs> what is it going it took you on? that long that's in the second episode like <laughs> yeah. halfway through yeah uh <laughs> uh, or maybe something. Maybe it's halfway through the first. Uh, it's anyway, probably the second episode. No, no, no. Because no, I'm trying to think of it because I remember. No, maybe the second. And then, and then the other teacher is like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, Lady said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'm like, whoa, wait, what? What is happening? Maybe it's best for you to like. And watch then you know, and then what? Like, I, probably the final straw. Because I wasn't expecting a payoff like you're saying there's gonna be a payoff it was like the whole deconstructing the hand jump on the dock right <laughs> how could you not think that was hilarious <laughs> i'm like this is just so bonkers and over the top like i mean like well see the thing that makes that work is that everybody in from the documentary side is taking it seriously like there is like one aside where uh, the kids getting you know a, a fake hand job from the girl. He's eh. but that, but that's like the only like aside that's jokey about it. The rest of it, the, they are taking it with complete seriousness. And other than like the the, the teenager like asides that go through it, they they're taking the subject seriously. And so they, you get the feeling, it comes across that they legit thought this was yeah we have to, well, yeah we have to animate the dick. I mean that was what's going on, and. <laughs> None of the cars had ball hair. Right, right. <laughs> and it's a clue. <laughs> all all this stuff is is what is so great about it because it takes these tropes and twists them, but doesn't twist them too far. You kind of I think got upset with it because it what because it felt like I thought it was too far. No, you I thought, thought it, it wasn't was goofy enough, which was was weird, right? Well, I, no, in, I in a sense, because you because you weren't you weren't sure whether it was mm-hmm. whether it was a, a goof or not. No, I knew it was a goof at a certain point, you know, middle of the second episode, and then you know three four into it, it was definitely, you know, you didn't get four into it. It seems like I did, but okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to argue how many episodes I watched. I don't know. It's. I would. I mean, if you don't want to start from the beginning, that's fine. But I think it might do you better to start from the beginning, understand that it's a parody of of, of these kind of shows. I, well, I understand that for sure. Yes, and watch it in that way, but appreciate the lengths they're going to to make it to 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 keep it serious, and you'll catch things. I think that will come around 
And then there's a point where it becomes something more than just a parody. And that's when it became more than just a silly thing to me. When it when there was there's a legitimate point to all this. Like there's something they're trying to say with this. And that was the the heart of the show really came through and it's like, oh, there's a point to this. Like there like there's a there's a truth in comedy point to this. And mm-hmm. it's coming through very strongly because of the effort they put into all those points before. Without that effort, it would have seemed like a throwaway. But because they put in all that effort, the point does come through, and it comes through strongly. And it, to me, it was affecting. To me, it was that would I, like the reason why I'm screaming it from the from the hilltops is because it affected me okay. like a fucking eclipse. I mean, not. <laughs> not oh God. I'm not kind of in this in a very similar way. I'm yelling to everybody to watch this right i mean so it's it's not the same thing but it is something that affected me strongly that i want other people to experience okay so is it the same thing maybe on some level it's uh it's similar um and it'll be interesting if you disagree with me to talk about why but I can't right. talk about the, yeah, that yeah. without you even watching the whole thing. I'll watch it. Let's go. One, two, three, four. All right. Those girls are okay. Should that that's the show? Uh, I guess. You gonna put up the the last show? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I like those into tomorrow. It. I think it was good. I'll do it tomorrow. Seriously. Wish they all could be California. Wish they all could be California. Wish they all could be California. Beastie or Beastie Boys? Beach Boys. I love listening to this B-side shit. It's just like... The, the, I, I like the slower version. It reminds me of the UK surf version of Wave in Relation to the Pixies. Because s- slowing it down sometimes <laughs> brings out the sort of the more musicality of it. <laughs> can, 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 can I do an example for you? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, but I couldn't wait to get back to the States, back to the Cutest girls in the world. My battery's dead anyway, so... Alright, so, so here's the, the original version of Wave of Mutilation by the Pixies. Um, I don't know how to play the whole thing, but, I just, but I'll just uh, play a little... They're very surf rock influenced too, so just let it come through here.
Okay, so there's the original version. Uh, here's their UK surf version. So far, I'm liking the original. I like the tempo of the original better. Cease to resist, given my goodbye. Drive my car into the ocean. I understand what you're saying because I did too. The snare drum is more mellow. I thought the snare drum was a little sharp in the original. Maybe I don't know the original well enough to appreciate mm-hmm. the... I, I understand what you're saying, it's slower and everything. I think I like the original better, though. That, that, that's cool, because I'm not saying that you have to like one or the other, but I think mm-hmm. it's interesting, the... the I don't know, the crunchiness. There's a, there's a difference in tone, but it's the same song, but it could be completely yeah. different. I thought the snare was too snappy in the original. I like the snare. I like the drums kit on this one better. But I'm losing the coherency of the song. Just you know, just giving you honest, you know, my yeah. personal feedback. I'm losing the coherency of the I'm, song I'm, at this tempo. I'm not a member of the Pixies. I don't yeah. care. Oh. But I mean, I'm just telling you how it's coming across. Maybe if I've heard the other song, you know, several hundred times, I would like this deconstruction or something. But since that's, yeah, I've I've listened to Pixies. I'm sure I've heard this song, but I really don't remember it. So. I think the other one, the other mix is better. I go back and forth, to be honest, of which one is better. So <laughs> it sounds so fast now, right? It sounds so fast. I do like how the bass is more pronounced. You hear how the snare is a little too strong. I just think it was an interesting example of that mm-hmm. same kind of thing, and and and, and, uh, and the band sort of doing two different versions of, mm-hmm. of the same thing. I'm surprised that bands don't do. More. I mean, maybe people are right at a concert, but you know, if if I were, like, I don't hate Dave Matthews, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's fine. Do I do I do I? It's good. If I went to a Dave Matthews concert, do I want the album version of his songs? No, I don't. <laughs> 
I want to hear something different. Right. That's one of the reasons I like covers so much is because they're different takes on the song. I I and, really dislike covers that sound a lot like the original song mm-hmm. uh, because it feels to me like that's missing some of the point. Like like one of the reasons I loved um, what we used last time the, the Steel Panther version of, yeah. of I Want It That Way. First of all, again, I, I think I Want It That Way is a great song. I mean, I don't. I don't like the Backstreet Boys, but I think a bad band can sometimes make a great song. It happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- they took that song, made it their made it their own in terms of, of the tonage, but kept it the same song. Mm-hmm. And that struck me. They, they do another. They do a version of Journey's um, uh, Streetlight People. What's that one? Uh, Streetlight People. Anyway, one of the Journey songs, and it's just like the Journey song, mm-hmm. so it's like it doesn't feel like anything. I, yeah. I I'm not nearly as impressed with that, right? I I, I want the the take that feels different, and I don't necessarily mean it has to feel like an entirely new song. Mm-hmm. Like remember the sad clown version of that Lord song, mm-hmm. which is I thought was really great. I, I like the Lord song too, the original one. But I think the sad clown version is great because it it's just a, a different mm-hmm. thing. It's a little different. Sure. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why would you go to the concert if you're going to hear the the audio from the album? Yeah. That's I, I, maybe if you just love being around a whole bunch of stinky, sweaty people who are, <laughs> and some people do, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm all, I'm I'm with you. You know, it's and they're not always, always going to be winners. But yeah, I'm trying to think of a good example of like I'm trying to think of an example of a concert where I've, I mean, so I've seen Ben Folds probably more than anyone else, mm-hmm. and. Oh, okay, so every one one plays, of the cool things there every and, time he plays Brick, do you feel like? <laughs> Hanging yourself, <laughs> slitting your wrists. Uh, you know, it'd be a good question. Has he always played brick? He probably has, but I think he has to now. At least most of the time. Right? Well, before now, yes, but like it's so far, he's yes. so solo now and everything yeah. that I'm not sure he has to do brick every time. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, you know, so he's coming back in June. He's doing another show at the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Uh-huh. Those are cool. Right, because I mean, he has a freaking orchestra behind him, so you know it's different. Yeah, but sometimes I feel like things can get carried away. Like there's an or- there's that orchestra version of uh, I've heard orchestra versions of Van Halen songs, and orchestra versions of I mean, like so at some point you realize like the orchestra kind of doesn't add anything. In fact, it kind of detracts from the original thing. Uh, like I I think that the orchestra versions of like um. The orchestra version of, of Eye of the Tiger is great because it never gets I don't that. I think I've ever heard that one. Yeah, you have because I think we played it. But here. I'm remembering, you know, when I had CDs, I had like a symphonic Pink Floyd. So this strikes me as great because I think there's something about the the song that is added to it. And I've heard the final countdown from this too. And it's also like. It, it works. <laughs> I 
this is just it seems repackaged, right? It, you don't like it? I'll let you know in a second here. It but just seems like a it seems like a just an easy cover, right? It's not really Seems like something any high school band could do. That yes, but alright. Better. Too many times it's happened. That is, it's still the same. The drums are still exactly the same. It almost sounds like a drum machine. That's okay. That gives you a little bit of shivers. This is where it's like, yeah, it gives you a little shivers. The anthem part is kicking in. <laughs> Alright, so let's try the final countdown. Okay. We played that um, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" tune to uh, major chords. Mm-hmm. We do that on the show. I don't know. I've heard that. Yeah. You didn't trumpet. I think anthem songs work mm-hmm. as orchestra stuff. But you can't always get what you want doesn't work to me as an orchestra set. <laughs> so, uh, while we're listening to this, so Ben Folds is doing a show with the symphony. Last time I saw him, he, you know, was they were covering his normal band you know four piece five piece band songs since then he's actually written a uh, you know a whole thing for an orchestra she talked to Nick about this he's written orchestra stuff I think yeah so like I'm curious I might actually so the last time he came solo to Homestead I didn't go because I've seen him you know three times there but uh kind of wanted to go see him with the symphony orchestra to see like if he does some of the Y music stuff that he written wrote for orchestra and uh and whatnot this is decent I mean you need to get back into the uh bridge here to really hook you and yeah it's the it's the harmonies here and the background pieces yeah it's the anthem stuff it's the stuff where you know there's a lot of like 
There's a lot of sword But it's the violins, you know, doing that rapid, right. you know, brushing back there. And play the uh, play that Nirvana, Smell Like Teen Spirit, auto-tuned to major chord, because I do have some comments on that. Oops. Sorry. Oh, Teen Spirit. Nature key. So someone took yeah. Nirvana's... And they turned it into bubblegum schlock. I want to note those four chords. Dun, 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 dun. Almost every pop song has those, yeah. those four chords. Dun, 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 dun. Almost any song you think of is mm-hmm. popular. Those are the four chords. It's interesting. The guitar just sounds more like a trumpet. Some of this is why the um, the Steel Panther thing worked because they they took I want it that way and, and mm-hmm. you know, changed the chords and, and, and changed how they tune the vocals. This would not have gone over well in the '90s. No. Here's uh, Losing My Religion in a Major Key. Oh, okay. Ooh, Under the Bridge in Major Key. That should be interesting. All right, this show's not over yet. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to ruin all your favorite songs right here. Is the tempo sped up or is it just seen though because it's major trick? I think it's just seen though. Or it could be sped up a bit. In this spot, light losing my religion. All right, I want shiny happy people in a minor chord. <laughs> well, let's see, I have okay, under the bridge in major, don't worry, be happy in minor, or, or take on me in minor. Oh, shit, I want them all. Okay, I want them all under the bridge in major key. Still sounds minor. Well, I think I, I know, but some of these like yeah. chords aren't happy. It skips the meat. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. This one doesn't seem very different. Give it a second. We need the under the bridge downtown. We need well, that's that part. not until the end. Uh. 
Yeah, this feels... This one's not as well done. Yeah. Ooh, isn't that really well done? Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, don't worry, be happy in minor key. <laughs> I just slit your throat. <laughs> I think this is going to be proof that you can't take the happy out of Bobby McFerrin. Now, a sad cover of this song would be hilarious. I do. I'm already liking the way this is done. Still sounds pretty happy, though. Yeah, it's still kind of my. It's kind of my. Here's a little song I wrote. <laughs> I'd want to sing it. No, Slit your oh, throat. No, don't worry. <laughs> be happy. <laughs> Every life we have some trouble. When you worry, you make it up. Be worried. Don't happy. <laughs> don't happy. Be worried. Don't happy. <laughs> Asshole. I like it. Don't happy. <laughs> Be worried. Don't happy now. So here's take on me in the minor key. Yeah. She's a little tempo down. She's just a little tempo down. A lot. It's hard to get all those synth notes right. Yeah, yeah, it's not really. No, well done. It's just hard to do, I think. Yeah. If you slow the tempo down, like almost like. So this is like 120, change down to 80. This works. That works. So just this this part is kind of. But imagine the tempo like one third slower. Yeah, that might help it. Place this song. Oh, come on, you know it. Yeah. 
until Kicks in the Chorus, you'll recognize. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> Makes it better. Yeah. Feels ominous. <laughs> like this one's gonna play it like the at, at the climax, like the, the climax of the seventh act of, 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 a, of a movie when shit's going down. <laughs> <laughs> the moon to, a montage of the serial killers getting uh-huh. like. He's like he firing on all circuits uh-huh. and he's just like massacring everybody. And shit's going wrong with your protagonist. <laughs> I don't think I'm like Dexter, right? Yeah. Like, like he's put up the plastic and he's just like uh-huh. slitting throats and blood spurting on the walls and he's not getting caught. Alright, this is a good way to end it because I gotta pee anyway, so. Alright. Again? Yes, again. Again? I will talk at you again very soon. I may, you may have to do the next uh, show with this to start as the... Uh, <laughs>